the the Twitter the Twitter dialogue on that. Oh my God, it would go so fast from it would go so fast from dirty thug get him out the league to look at him. I knew he was a I knew he was a, a hunting brother and stuff. Nah, that's so nasty. <laughs> The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me take away What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's finest. And Chris Culture, CB Culture Boy, we got another good episode, another great episode for you guys today. There's so much to talk about in the NBA world. Head coaching firings, Danny's 76ers just released Doc Rivers. Uh, Monty Williams got fired by the Phoenix Suns, and then Mike Boonholzer was fired by the Milwaukee Bucks. And then, of course, the NBA draft lottery is tonight. This may or may not come out before or after the draft but we are still going uh, or the lottery but we're still going to talk about it and then of course we'll recap a little bit of the series that we won and then we'll talk about the conference finals um but since we have a lot to talk about we're going to get right into the coaching hirings but before any of that fellas how are we doing today we've been talking about all these uh and players incredible. going to Wemby land and who's getting Wemby for a long time <laughs> tonight we find out who is getting the seven foot five unicorn uh, yeah, I'm yep. feeling good though. I'm feeling really good. I think my, I'm in Portugal, uh, man. my yeah, and Danny's feeling better than everybody. I'm I'm feeling good because I seen Asia Wilson today. Uh, well, it was I think it was yesterday for media day for the Aces, and she had on the some custom Generation Ones uh, Lebrons with her grandma's face on it. That was really really cool, and it was like white and pink. And it, was, it was really nice. That was that was dope. That was cool. That was dope. Well, before we get into the head coaching hirings, if you're listening to this on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe. We're on the road to 200 subs. If you're listening to to this on an audio platform, head on over to the YouTube, like and subscribe. And while you're on the audio platforms, leave a download, like, give us a five star rating. Uh, we're looking to grow this podcast. You guys have been doing a great job in helping us do that. Now, moving on to the head coach uh, head coach firings, Danny. I'll task you with the 76ers. You just lost Doc. I want. Can you give me your opinion on that, and who would you like to see the Sixers go after? So apparently there's a report out that Harden won't be back if Doc's back. So step one is if you want Harden back, there you go, right? I Actually, what I think they should do is trade Harden, go get whatever you want for him, and then go pair up Chris Paul with his other coach, Monty Williams, and bring him to Philadelphia. I think he would play really well with Joel Embiid, a little lob threat. Um, You saw what he did. If Embiid, if you let Chris Paul play with Embiid as a lob threat, I it, off him. I think Chris, I think at this facet, because the way, well, Monty would obviously use Chris in a different way, uh, but he would essentially be the same thing that Harden was, just without the scoring and a little bit of elevated playmaking. And, I don't even know how much here's at the this thing, point though, in his career. And that playmaking is to, uh, that playmaking is what you need because Maxi has the scoring. You want Maxi to elevate his game. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, of course, only time will tell how well he'll handle. Maxi will handle more scoring on his plate. I do see your vision, though. Uh, eventually, you got to put more on his plate, whether he's proven it yet or not. Uh, uh, time will tell. Uh, you know, I'm a big Maxi guy. I'm just a little nervous uh, how much scoring load he can handle as a true two. Um, he did it for a little bit for the first half of the 2021-2022 season when Ben 
uh, went MIA. Um, so you would like to see Monty Williams fill in the role, which I Him think will be a, he'll. Or the, I like the internal hire, uh, moving assistant coach up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of teams really. A lot of teams right should look to do that, though. No, you're good. Uh, but a lot of teams Sam should Castle. look to do that because the oh, Sam Cassell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sam Cassell be would be a, yeah, he'd be a very yeah. good one. I think he'd be good. Yeah. I, yeah. And like, look at the Celtics. They've had. <laughs> They've had two assistants alone do very well this year. So Will Hardy was very good for the for the Jazz. Uh, first year coach uh, Missoula again. Nineteen days before the season started, was told he's going to be head coach. He did well. First year head coach last year, Ime Odoka did a very good job. When we hired Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens was one of the most beloved coaches in the NBA. I remember in the twenty eighteen Eastern Conference Finals. There was like legit debate, which corny debate, but it was like who was actually more important in this series, like Brad Stevens or LeBron James. It was clearly LeBron, but that was just to show how good how Brad good was. was. Yeah. So, um, Chris, I know um, we we know Monty Williams out of the building for the Suns, and apparently, uh, this is just rumor. Do not take my word for it. Apparently, this was something that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker requested and if that was true chris i want to hear your opinion why do you think the two star players will come to that conclusion why would the organization do it and who could fill in for money to control this talented team yeah um the one reason why i think that they would sign off on a monty firing is because for one monty's always been known as a uh, players coach and being a players coach is one thing but if you're a top player's aren't favorable of you, then it won't work out in your favor. So I think maybe Book and KD may not have liked Monty as much as Chris Paul or as other players. And then on the same point, they probably understand that you're kind of probably stuck with Aiden to an extent, or you or you've paid him already. So it's like if Aiden was bumping heads with Monty, it's like you might he's he's a, he's a more easier piece to move. And you can replace him with with another guy. So I think it'll be more of like a another players coach type of thing goes in there by wonder who. Um, I think Monty was the right guy for the job. Honestly, I think you have to give him a full year and a full training camp to really see what he can do. But I mean, in reality, the best next best available player coach, in my opinion, would probably be Doc Rivers. So I could see them going to get Doc just because he appeases the stars. And if you're going to build around your two stars, which seems like what they're going to do, that would just make sense to me. I mean, like I said, I thought Monty was doing good with what he had. Like I said, he lost his point guard and his center kind of quit on him. So he really was out there two and a half against five. So it was difficult, but yeah, that, that's my take on it. That's why I think that two players like that would sign off on that, especially uh, Katie and the book seem like they're, well, book especially is more mild-mannered in my opinion. So I would think that it had to be something like that. Like they know they're in a spot where they have to keep Aiden. So you like got to make the team jail, then find a coach to help too. Yeah. I, um, I think a lot of things like Monty early on uh, his first two years, Doc Rivers is someone as well. Um, I think they're just poor managers of stars. Brad Stevens was a horrible manager of stars. He had too many talented guys and he didn't know how to tame them. Now, like Monty Williams, like he did awesome in his first year where Devin Booker was still like still all-star level, wasn't like superstar level guy. CP3 on the back end of his career. He did amazing. Doc Rivers had that AC to Clippers team that took two games off the KD Warriors. That was awesome. But then you give these guys stars, you give Doc Rivers Joel and B James Harden and they, you know they can't pass second round which granted will um we'll head to Mike Boonholzer in a second 
with Doc, yeah, Doc needed to be fired. I, I do agree with that. I think he needed to be fired. My thing is, it's going to look like it was his fault when, quite frankly, the guys with the big contracts like Tobias Harris, he didn't show up all series until the last game. Tyrese Maxey was very inconsistent. As much as I love him, he was very inconsistent. Same with James Harden. And God damn it. It, it, it's so sad to see Joel Embiid go out like that because I, I did defend this man a lot, and, and like I will going forward as one of my favorite players, I, I'm gonna go to bat for him. But like, that was that was a from like once the Celtics went double big. I don't know. I don't know if he just lost confidence. I don't know what it was. I know me and Danny were talking about this before. It it, it just looked like he was out of it. Um, and we can get back to that later. But with Mike Budenholzer, what I wanted to say was he should have been fired a long time ago. I just don't think he was. I think he's another player who's another coach who's just not good with stars. Like he was a good coach in Atlanta, and then he just gets out coached by a player, not David Blatt or like Ty Lue. He just got out coached by LeBron James. And then, I mean, and look, everyone wants to say like, oh, well, if you take away that championship, then he should have got fired. Oh, well, you can say that about a lot of people. He won a championship. But again, he's got he's he's the opposite of Thibodeau. Like, why is Giannis playing like 35 minutes in must win games? Why it why is Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday not playing all these minutes in must win games? And, and it's a problem. And his failure to make adjustments, I don't expect anybody to outcoach Eric Spolstra. How how often has that even happened? Like, Ime Udoka was a is a phenomenal coach. He got outcoached by Spolstra and got bailed out by the sheer talent of the Boston Celtics a while back when Spolstra was still like semi new to the coaching scene, head coaching scene, Greg Popovich did it. Greg Popovich is the goat coach, but like Mike Budenholzer, you got circles ran around you by Eric Spolstra. And and it's simply inexcusable when you're the one seed, you're that talented of a team. Uh, I was very sad to go out Uh, who the, I would like the bucks to get since Danny already said Monty. Um, to be quite frank, I think they should go get Nick Nurse. This They kind of are built like all the Raptors teams that Nick Nurse had. These are just large defensive bodies with, with uh, you know, length. They can score. Um, I would honestly hate to see what Nick Nurse would do defensively with these guys. It would probably be equivalent to uh, uh, a couple war crimes committed back in the 2000s. <laughs> but um, wow. I, I, think Nick, I think Nick Nurse would be a, a good spot uh, in Milwaukee. I think he could try to run back a similar scheme to the 2019 Kawhi team, except just it's with Giannis, and maybe Giannis can, you know, do some stuff in the offseason, maybe get that jumper together because his playoff play has been very questionable. It, it The numbers look good, but you can tell, like, if you give him a little bit more attention, um, things will go south. But with all that being said, we're going to move on to the draft lottery. Um, as it stands right now, the Rockets, Spurs, and Pistons have the best odds to land Victor Wembanyama. The Hornets are right behind them at, I believe, a 12.5% chance to get the number one overall pick. Um, very last is the Pelicans, who have a 0.5, but, you know, don't sleep. Anything can happen. Um, that would be that would be Adam Silver cooking to get Zion and Victor on the same team. We should have a heart attack. They have a heart attack. Oh my god! <laughs> and and OKC has a one point seven percent chance, I believe. So, Lord God, please let it happen. A double please a double lineup, double lineup of Chet and uh, Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama be so nasty. 
But uh, Danny, we haven't we haven't got to talk to you in a while, man. I'm sorry. But uh, what what's your dream spot for for Vic? My dream spot for Vic is the Orlando Magic. Him and Paolo Boncaro would be a phenomenal young duo for the next ten years. I think this team immediately is a six seed in the East. Ooh, yeah, Danny, that's I, not bad. They, not a bad yeah. take. I don't mm-hmm. think so. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I see that, man. Because they don't really have like a real set. Like, like Bobo's cool. He's really cool, but <laughs> oh, they drafted Mo Bamba because he was fast. Yeah, I think Wendell Carter's cool. I like I like Wendell Carter. I do a little bit. I think he's a good player, no, player just... not a not a. And also, player. and to be and Vic can play alongside a lot of these young centers. Like he can play the right. four because like yeah, some right, people bro. think he's not big enough okay. to play center yet. But Pele Boncaro is not going to. I mean, Pele Boncaro was phenomenal rookie year, but Victor Wembanyama mm-hmm. is not going to be some typical rookie. He's going to come in the league and punch you in your mouth, and you're going to be like, "Well, is this guy's twenty years old?" Yeah, but I I think he because he's play, that's the thing he's coming from playing pro ball overseas. It's exactly. not like like he's already used to this physical. Because first of all, almost every overseas league is more physical. Almost everyone like any top tier overseas league, they're very physical. They play like FIBA rules. So I think I think uh, Vic does have an advantage there, and and I like that point. Not quite literally, he's going to beat you with his toughness, but he's super finesse. He's a good scorer. He can put the ball on deck. What other person do you see shooting step back threes, missing it, and then putting back his own shot? It, it, it's truly special. And it's not just the highlights with him. He, he is good at basketball IQ. Like uh, NBA, The NBA app streams his games, and, and he does a good job playing through the flow of the game. He's not necessarily like bringing up the ball or anything, but he could. He does it on occasion. Uh, and he also plays with Celtics legend Tremont Water, so it helps out a lot. Um, Go LSU legend, by the yo, way. I, yes, I, just did a simula- <laughs> I just did a simulation on Tankathon, and OKC got the number one overall pick. <laughs> I No, a couple people have done simulations today, and either OKC or, like, Portland have got the number one overall pick. That was – so, it, you know what would be funny? If Portland got the number one overall pick, it would kind of be like with AD who requested a trade a couple years ago, but he almost had no leverage because the Pelicans got the number one overall pick. So it was like, nah, we don't really have to trade you. But the right. Lakers had the third pick, so it kind of made things easier. Um, but yeah, Chris, so Danny would like to see um, Wemby on the Magic. Where would you like to see Vic? Yeah, I like I like Danny pick Danny's pick a lot because I don't know if people know, but like the Magic are like the seven best team in the NBA, like after all-star break. So I think adding Victor mm-hmm. would be crazy. So I'm with you on that, Danny. But it's too Marco Markel sp- Fultz, don't sleep on Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is a dog. Like, yeah, Fultz and Cole right. Anthony should be the backcourt. Get Jalen Suggs out of there. But in, in the thing – in the yeah, He's um, nice, though. For, for the team <laughs> – Yeah, no, I, I do like Jalen Suggs. But I think uh, dream scenario for Victor is the Pistons. And I say it because I think he's a power forward. Uh, in the NBA today, like his best spot because he doesn't have to defend big fives and stuff like that. So I think you put him with the Pistons, you can have him during Wiseman's there as well. So he doesn't have to always protect the paint. He can be more of a help help defender and roam on defense. And then on offense, you have creators with them in Cade and Jaden Ivey. And then you also have the attention that Cade and Jaden Ivey will command. So you have Victor have, should have more one-on-ones, more ways to play and really show his talent at the elbow in the post outside the post three-point line. I think that's the place where he can really show his versatility the most is in Detroit. So I think I think Detroit would be a dream scenario because then you can have – they can play seven-footers all the time with Duran, 
uh, Bagley still there with Wimby, with Wiseman. So like, whatever you do to have size and, and length at the rim. So I think it'd be even just over. run that lineup. <laughs> John, can, I, can, can I guess who you? Case is eight too. Can, can I guess who your dream dream lineup is? You right here? For, 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 you mean dream spot or? Yeah, it's dream spot right here. Yeah, go ahead. It's him and Lamelo Ball. Oh yeah, that's exactly what uh, I want. Yes, what I want. Yes, that that's that was gonna be well. I I said on my Instagram the Pistons were my favorite spot. One, kind of for the opposite reason. Chris said it's because it's so the Pistons can like give up on these bus centers. Like just it it's nice. It's very cool that you're giving Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman like a very nice chance. But let it go. They can't like frozen play. dead, right? Like frozen yeah. dead. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. But yes, boys are frozen I was, in 2018. I was gonna say the Charlotte Hornets because. First of all, out the gate, Charlotte Hornets are going to get Miles Bridges back. Whether that is ethically right by the NBA or not, that ain't up to me. But he's um, coming back. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna. So huh? he, okay, so he okay. So here's how it went. He got a 30 game suspension. But what they deemed is he served 20 last season. But he wasn't on a team, so I don't know how he could serve the suspension. So he's going to miss saying, the first ten. Ga- he's John Morant might get more games suspended. John Morant might get more games suspended than him. Yes, for, for flashing a gun while Miles Bridges beat a woman. This is the second I, I, time. Look, John did. What? Second time. Second yeah, time I think that. Okay, so I think. John's ja, just dumb, bro. <laughs> yeah, Ja, I don't. They called him NBA Dumbboy. It's, it's like, and it's not even yeah. like with Ja, I don't even want to say, like, he's not like violating any legal rights or anything. Like, you can have a firearm, mm-hmm. but like. It's more than that. You're being such a poor image to kids who look up to you. Their kids are in that situation who want to be he, in he your might situation. Be and we went over this I before. I, I think it's past. That. I think be... it's even past that. I think it's past that, y'all. I think this is the problem with Jaws flashing the gun. I know we're not talking about that, but this I think the problem. He just got a slap on the wrist by the NBA. They didn't like like he got let off for doing it in the club. So it's like it's almost mm-hmm. like a slap in the face almost because he's not doing anything ethically or not even like morally wrong or even like. Like it's not illegal, but it's a simple fact yeah, that no. he just got in trouble for it, and then they just let him off kind of easy, Bro. and then it's like now mm-hmm. he goes back doing. Yeah, imagine you, imagine Jokic was going hunt, hunting deer over in Lithuania, where he's from. We do. And I do not he need it. He's posting up uh, shooting guns, shooting, killing deer. Like I do no not need to see that. that the the Twitter the Twitter dialogue on that. Oh my God! It would go so fast from it would go so fast from dirty thug get him out the league to look at him. I knew he was a I knew he was a, a hunting brother and stuff. Nah, that's so nasty. But anyway, going back to the 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 Charlotte Hornets, what uh, like like Chris said with uh, Detroit, I think Wemby would play a huge role. With with Mark Williams, who me and Chris are huge fans of. Yeah, me too. Mark, me too. Mark I, I did my two K rebuild. I told you. Oh that. yeah, yeah, you told me about that. So look, he can play <laughs> alongside Mark Williams, who can be the center of the future for them, or at least a solid piece of their core. You bring Miles Bridges back. You get an impact player immediately, like Vic Lamelo Ball is obviously an All Star caliber caliber player in this league. And just like that, you go from bottom of the bunch to you're easily you could easily fight for a playing spot. You could probably get mm-hmm. yourself a real play in spot or playoff spot. Um depending how a couple other off seasons go. But yeah, I would I would love to see Victor. Stylistically, I think he'd fit very well with LaMelo Ball, Mark Williams, Miles Bridges. Uh it would I it would honestly look like another variation of Lob City. 
because that's just another person LaMelo could put it up to. And you mm-hmm. already know he loves putting up with Miles Bridges, Mark Williams. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a very good spot. Another unrealistic spot that I don't know if I want him to go there, but it would be fun if he went to the Mavericks, him and Boy Wonder. Um, that would be fun. Him and Luca, Luca teaming up uh, with if Kyrie stays or goes, no one knows. But um, hey, yeah. I think, so I think I think yeah. Houston would be cool too for the simple fact him and Shangoon in the front court. It's like they were missing some playmaking. You can get Shangoon and yeah. Victor up there with scores like Jalen Green and Porter and Jabari Smith. I think that would just be a wonderful collection of talent. They would give Ime Udoka that. You know, I think I think that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. The Harden Wemby pick and roll would be out of control. <laughs> And then I fear Jalen Brown's on the wing, Tona. He's not. <laughs> I, look, dog, he's not going nowhere. Once we win this NBA Finals. 300 M's anyway. Come on, man. We win the NBA Finals, 300 M's. Insert dog getting a haircut, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. I need it. So what will we – let's move on to the Lakers versus the Nuggets. That's happening tonight. Um, Chris. What mm-hmm. honest opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. What should we be looking out for this series, and what's your prediction? Well, I'll give you my prediction. My prediction is legitimately Lakers and six. And the reason I think it is because I think it's going to be a clash of um, styles. So I think whoever does win this series, I think it'll be either Lakers and six or Denver and six. But I got the Lakers, but I think it'll be a, a clash in style. So simple fact, I think the Nuggets offense is crazy potent when their role players are rolling. And when they get their players going, I think the offense is almost unstoppable because you're playing through a center. Same thing we talking about with Shangun and Victor, but it's just like times 12 with Jokic, you know, playing through those guys. And you have everybody cutting off them, shooting threes. If their offense can flow, then Lakers are cooked. But if AD can limit Jokic and where I think AD can, like I said, it's not even coming from a fan or a Patina perspective. This is just a fact of Anthony Davis defensive ability, if he can limit Jokic to make him be a volume scorer like they did with Curry, then I think the Lakers went out because I think the Lakers role players can match the role players. Then you go star for star. I'll have to take the duo of LeBron and AD over Murray and Jokic slightly because Jokic is and right now the best player in the world, in my opinion. So I take Brian and AD duo going against them if the role players can can cancel out and work it out. So that's what I said. I like, I like the um... – I like the vision there. Danny, if you All want right. to take the mic. I'll tell you this. Anthony Davis doesn't need to come out here and blow the game out of the water. He All he needs to do is make sure that he's matching what Jokic is doing because the Lakers, what the Lakers have that the Nuggets don't have is these players, these role players, other than Jamal Murray. You can't tell me LeBron James is not going to do better than Jamal, Jamal Murray. Like You can't convince me that. I don't care if my head's on backwards. Like, the, death, the, Mar- the Martians got the death beam, bro. The Martians got the death beam pointed at uh, Earth. I am taking LeBron James every single day over Jamal Murray. I don't care if he's fifty. Um, I'm taking Michael Jordan today over Jamal Murray. Don't quote me on that. You don't, you don't believe that? I'm, I don't believe that. Uh, I, 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 said, said, I don't believe that. Uh, but anyway, I'll get some stats. Anthony Davis has averaged twenty five point six points, eight point six rebounds, and two point six. Uh, assist against Nicole Jokic's career, while Jokic has only averaged 18.6 points, 9.7 rebounds, and five and a half assists. That's a lot worse than Jokic's career averages, and that just speaks to Anthony Davis' defense's pre- presence. I think the Nuggets can get a few games, 
But if they're if they're um they're they're role players don't step up, they're cooked. They are cooked. And I fear Tristan Thompson well, will be getting minutes in this series. I fear it. Lakers in six. <laughs> I'm calling it. Um so the problem with career numbers versus last five years. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, because Jokic just started in 20, 2016. Situations, you can toss that all out the window. Um, here's the thing. Anthony Davis can do as – Anthony Davis, his bread and butter on defense is the our perimeter players are going to foil everything in, and I'm going to send it to Mars, and I'm going to contest every single shot. What do we do when the guy you have to guard is the point guard and he's bringing you out top of the key and then he swings it to Aaron Gordon who could get the mismatch of a smaller Austin Reeves on him. Not, I'm not downing the ability of the Lakers perimeter defense. This is the number one defense in the playoffs and they've been superb. It's going to be a little different though. The last two teams they played, their best player was a point guard. That ain't AD's job. AD had Jaron Jackson Jr., who can stretch the floor, but his main role was playing on the post. Are you telling me Devon then, Looney's not the Warriors' best player? Unfortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's I got. He, he had an art. He got an argument for their second best player because my God, um, that team was bad. But anyway, <laughs> when with Nikola Jokic being able to bring Anthony Davis. Out of the paint, I think the Nuggets players would be able to do a good job in spacing the floor, getting to the rim, getting easy looks, because that team moves the ball better than anybody in the league. Um, the rivalry and, back in the early 2010s, honestly. Not even kidding, like how they move the ball. It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one that one year with Iggy. Uh, honestly. <laughs> people, people forget Iggy was a Nugget for one year. I honestly thought that was like a, a dream at one point. I was just like, did he go from Sixers right to Golden State, or where is that bridge here? Dude, um, and, he, and he had that yellow sleeve. I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one, one year Denver Iggy. But nonetheless, uh, I think because of that, I think this is a look the Lakers team has not seen yet. Um, I, I, I'm going to go Nuggets in seven. I think this is going to be a very good series. And if LeBron – so Darvin Ham said, like, LeBron has a second gear that he's waiting to kick off on. Um. It better be now because me and Chris know we're not holding like I'm not holding LeBron to LeBron standards, but I'm also not holding him to just good player standards. I'm holding him to top 10 in the world standards and like 22, eight and five with how he's turning the ball over with. He's not really scoring that efficient. It's not going to get it done. But if he can kick into the second gear, maybe my my decision changes. But if he's going to play you know, lethargic and just shoot up them threes and not have that quick first step. Like if he plays how he didn't play in game six, the, the Lakers going to be screwed Um, because I think yeah. tick for tack. I think mm-hmm. all the role players will go. I think the role players will go shot for shot and it's going to be fun. We're going to have a game where Bruce Brown and Austin Reeves are going to be headed, Please headed forward. to a 30 piece and we're just going to be get out the way and them two are going to go at it. Um, but let's wrap things up. Hey, I have one with... more thing too, so one more thing. Oh, go, 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 go ahead and head with him. One thing about Lakers, only about the Lakers. One thing about the Lakers. Only thing, Lakers Nuggets in that series. I think the one thing Tones you mentioned is one thing I've been thinking of as a positive. So we've had positive negative. So this is the thing. I think Jokic being away from the rim as the playmaker works to the Lakers' advantage. And the only reason I say that is because Jokic's thirty-five 
15 and 8, that kills you. Jokic, 20, 15, and 10, you got a better, you got a better chance, in my opinion. Because when Jokic is killing you on the points and the role players are going, then you're in trouble. If he's really just playmaking mm-hmm. and passing, I think you have a, a, a little bit better of a chance. But I think to raise your point, like I said, I think it can go either way. But that was the one thing in my head on my shoot. If Jokic is away from the rim, then we're, if he's at 30 feet, then we're going to have to lose with Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter killing us. And Bruce Brown, I guess, just have to. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. But yeah, my bad, Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I, I, I could definitely see see that world, and, and we'll see. The Lakers haven't played this style yet. Um, but moving on to the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics beat down the 76ers ultra miserably. Uh, miserably. Um, they, they destroyed the Sixers. Heat kind of just had their way with the Knicks. Um, and here we are. We're rematched three times in the last four years. Uh, it's almost like these two teams run the East. Uh, when they don't have four weeks to get ready for the next season. Um, yeah, but um, here, this is going to be fun. Uh, talent-wise, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, talent-wise, the Celtics should win this in four games, but we all know we're bound for these three things. Jimmy Butler is going to become Jesus Christ for one game. Jason Tatum's <laughs> going to forget he's a professional basketball player. Um, and what's one more thing? No, what? We're gonna get one fraud Kyle Lowry shooting game. So no, no, we're, uh, we're gonna get Joe Mazzulla forgetting to call timeout in, in the clutch time. Uh-oh. Uh oh, <laughs> that, that hasn't that hasn't cost the Celtics once this entire postseason. So you can keep trying to troll my guy. You can keep I trying. Danny laughing for you, but uh, <laughs> you can keep trying to troll troll Joe Mazzulla, but his timeouts have not been an issue this entire postseason. It's a matter of players executing. Um, I, you know hey, 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 at least my head coach is still here. He is. Um, actually, your head coach uh, had a sexual uh, issue. He was, he not, was my head coach. not my head coach. <laughs> not my guy. <laughs> not my head coach. You want to um, talk about you want to talk about Doc? You want to talk about Doc? Being <laughs> we, we remember Twitter. We remember what he did. But anyway, let's talk about basketball things. Uh, the Heat obviously have the coaching advantage. We know that. I'll tell you this. Celtics I'll have tell a you talent this. advantage. Go ahead. The Celtics should play Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon much more this series. Well, they'll probably just stick to a seven-man rotation if we're being quite honest. I know, honest. but Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon should get many more big minutes. When he's out there, he looks like one of the best players on the team. I disagree, actually. I don't think he – there. he's he's actually – I would say of him, Smart, and Derek White, he's the second most inconsistent of the group. Smart yeah, has when, been pretty – hitting, when he's hitting. Well, when, and then when him. he's not – and then when he's not hitting, what? Because it, I mean, he can. Hey, Pritchard. Duh. Oh hell no! Right there, um, exactly. No, uh, no. We're I'm I'm good off Peyton Pritchard minutes this postseason. But um, signed Carson no. Edwards. Oh no, nah, I'm really cool. I'm really cool. <laughs> dude, got the, dude got on that Saquon Barkley leg leg regiment. <laughs> but um, uh, nonetheless. Uh, the Celtics have the talent. Uh, I do expect the Heat off heart to get two games. I'm going to go th- with this Boston Celtics in six games. If if I were just looking at these teams, not knowing, like just on paper, then I would pick the Celtics in four. But I do know sweet, yeah. that they're yeah. super trolls. However, I'm, if Jason Tatum, I'll tell you this, if Jason Tatum can like build off of this, the fourth quarter of game six, which he built off that into game seven, which he scored 51 if he builds off that, they, they can win in four games. Because when he, when Jason Tatum is playing like that, this could this could be bold. 
um, when he's playing like that, no one no one can go shot for shot with him because of how he plays on defense. Like think of every other person that can go shot for shot, they can't play defense like that. Devin Booker can't play defense like that. Jimmy, maybe, but again, he's had a couple he had a couple bad games against New York. I I, I will say. Um Steph Curry, he I mean, look, he can outshoot you, but at the end of the day, he's got to play defense as well to try and stop you. So um I do see Danny's Danny's vision, though. Um, Malcolm Brogdon needs to have a good series. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone needs to obviously have a good series. I'm, I question if Boston will stay with the double big lineup, which I think they should, because they are 33 yeah. and 10 in their last 43 games of starting Al, Rob, Tatum, Brown, Smart. So I think they should stick with it. I think I like them in six. Chris, what is your prediction for this series? Um, I think it's going to come down to matchups and play style. Um, like I've had scenarios in my in my head while I've run through how sports are going to defend um, Boston. And in my head, I think you put Bam and Jimmy on Tatum and Brown. And I, and it may sound crazy, but I think I, I guess I think Bam's the best defensive player in the NBA when he's locked in. And I think since Bam won't be able to kill on offense, I don't think he'll have a great offensive series, in my opinion. So I think you really need to use him on defense. But saying all that to say, um, it's going to come down to Jimmy, if Jimmy can really carry like that because – the Heat really struggle to score points. And Boston's already got good defenders, and the way they play, they play faster, they shoot a lot of threes. So Boston could easily just run off the court with scoring. So I think if the, if the Heat struggle to score like they have sometimes, like even a lot, of, like I don't know if people know this, but those Knicks Heat games, they were like in the, in the 90s a couple of times, or like low, low hundreds. And the Knicks suck at, at mm-hmm. offense and kind of the sport in general. So they were struggling with that. So I, I, th- I think I got Celtics and uh, – yeah, I got Celtics and six as well. Um, I, I got pretty much confidence, and I think I think Tatum will build on this. And I think Tatum too. He's had some times with the Heat where he's had some bad shooting nights. I think he's gonna be come out really focused and locked in. And as long as Jalen Brown has some grip on his shoes, I think he's okay. Because this that's the most slip slipping his dude I've ever seen in my life. But as long as he can stand upright, no nobody out there really gonna really bother him for real. So I got Celtics and six. That's true. Yeah, I already Tom, I already showed you all the stats. Who <laughs> made? Yeah, Celtics. Yeah, I said Celtics in six um, because I know they're, they're going to troll for two games. No, they're going to troll for three games because I said Tatum forgets how to play basketball, Jimmy God mode, and Kyle Lowry fake shooting night. And Cody they have Martin. to survive. They got to survive one of them. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and Martin and, and Gabe Vincent, they got to survive the fake shooting nights. I don't know which one of these games they can survive. I, it would be really cool if we could survive a, a, a God mode Jimmy night. That means Celtics win, yeah, Jimmy goes yeah. off, win-win yeah. for me. Really love Jimmy. I already told you all the stats about Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. Their stats in elimination games where Devin Booker Devin Booker's played three elimination games on his prime. He averages like 14-2-5 <laughs> on four turnovers on 39% true shooting. And then Jason Tatum averages 26-8-5, three turnovers a game, 55% true shooting. He's better, and he's been doing this since he was not allowed to sip a Bud Light. Um, <laughs> he's a better player, and a lot of the a lot of the talk, why Bud Light? It twenty one, just drink. You know, he 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 can, he's been doing this since bro. He he's been doing this for a while, man. He's played thirteen elimination games, and the kid's twenty five. He's unreal. But a lo- look, when a player starts playing good, the first person they like to throw out is oh he's better than jason tatum first of all no he's not i think every time i've seen a comparison to jason tatum it's wrong so people start talking about devin booker wrong i'm gonna tell you this go go ahead i think arguably the celtics wiped the floor with every single player starting on the floor marcus smart i'm taking over lowry yep i would 
Jalen well, Brown. It depends on who's falling. Who's falling the most that day? I don't know. Whoever's falling. I agree with you. Right? Ain't, no, ain't nobody falling more than Marcus Smart. Know that. Are you saying Jalen Brown a two guard? Yep. He runs two guard for us. So yeah. He's better than whoever they're putting there. So. Uh, oh, Hero. Jack yep. Hero. 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 I don't think Hero's going to be back till the finals. They, they oh, said game I, seven. He, game seven. He could return if there's a game seven. Oh, ain't going. Yeah. Uh oh. Maybe. Tatum. Tatum's better. Tatum and Jimmy's really an argument, but I'm taking Tatum. I, I think Tatum better. It's I not. Tatum better. Today, it's I think Tatum better it, today. Yeah. Exactly. Like, name one thing Jimmy Butler does better than Jason Tatum. Let's Intensity. be real. That's besides it. defense. Intensity. Besides defense. Intensity. And and the gap between that and everything else is the same it's thing with like Tatum and Booker. Exactly. Like Tatum is still a very good defender, and that's what. Makes me mad, and nobody's okay. gonna believe the me. Only, the only position biased, that you but... can really argue is Al Horford and uh, Rob Will against Bam, because I think Bam's better than them. Well, uh, well, yeah, he's better than both of them. But you see him when both of them guarded the argue, well, the second best MVP. center, the MVP. In the, so if AD is a center, then the third best center. But anyway, um, well, <laughs> you've seen what they did to Joel the, Embiid. The Celtics completely can out, if their players play their potential, they can outrun the Heat, and I think that's what they do. Philadelphia team has lost to the team that wins the finals every year. Didn't in the past year. The I will say this. I will through the finals. Uh, I will say this. Five games. Um, five okay. games. So you have Celtics in five. Yep. You have five. Me and Chris have six. Knock on wood. Oh my God. But um, <laughs> uh, I will say this though. Since if if Eric Spoelstra is bold enough to roll out Duncan Robinson, the Celtics can roll out Sam Hauser, and just like that, they have another eight man lineup. Because quite frankly, they're the same. They're the same dude, except one of them makes ninety AMs. So, um, if if Duncan Robinson steps on the court against the Celtics, Joe Mazzulla should scrap whatever they thought they were going to run, and you put Tatum and Brown in the middle of the court, and you fire up and guard <laughs> Duncan Robinson, and you make them take Sid from Toy, Toy Story out the game. You make them do it because he can't play. He cannot play basketball Sheen, in the cross finals. No thank you. Sheen from <laughs> no uh from Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron. Neutron. Yes, he's both of those people in one. Uh, but yeah, so we all got the Celtics winning. These two got the Lakers winning. I got the Nuggets winning. Um, and this, they do, this is going to be awesome. But with that being said, we are on a bit of a time crunch. So we have a very short episode for you guys today. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, like subscribe, if you're listening on the audio platform, download, like, and then vice versa, you know, come on over to the audio platform. If you're on YouTube and if you're on the audio platform, go on to YouTube, do all the same things. Um, Danny, Chris, any last remarks before we get on out of here? I'm rooting for the Heat, but I'm, I knew the Celtics were going to win. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Screw you. You prayed on my mental downfall. I'm not. Pa- I'm not praying your downfall. I just like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I told you that. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I like Jimmy too. I got. I got. I got, I got two thoughts. Uh, one, Jared Vanderbilt should guard Jamal Murray. A good point in the series. Please, Don Ham, listen to me. I know I'm right. And two, WBA season starts on Friday, and I cannot wait because I'm a really big WNBA fan. And this is the year where big threes are formed in WBA. You got the Liberty's big three. You got the Aces big three. I think that's Big dope. three? You mean big fives? You mean uh, the oh, Monsters? Yeah. Literally, the Aces – I'm sorry. Literally, the Aces have a big seven. They have, like, all – their top seven are, like, all-stars. But I think it's going to be a real good year for them, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, it, dude, it, it's going to be awesome year for the WNBA. They sold out that Toronto crowd. That was that was, yeah, that was awesome. Dope. Like, that was, that was, that was really awesome. Uh, my final remark is um, – I don't even want to hear this is recency bias because a lot of people like to it, it put playoffs like playoff performance into their um, like rankings. 
you'll never hear the words Joel Embiid is better than Jason Tatum out of me ever again. Count it as bias as you want. One guy shows up. One guy isn't always there when you call, but he's always on time. One person just puts his phone on do not disturb and goes to bed. So, uh, um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe people just forget about it. Maybe people don't. But from AP, I'll, I'll remember forever. <laughs> I'll blame he DC. will. I'll blame he will remember. But from AP, DC, and CB. Thank you for tuning into another episode and we'll see you guys next week.